0: have we here welcome to the wonders of Thedas welcome to the wonders of Thedas podcast your one-stop shop for all your Dragon Age role-playing game needs my name is Ren
1: and I am Jessica who is still somehow sick
0: well, we got over the last one. Oh yeah,
1: I'm done with the bronchitis, but then I kept no. working with toddlers and now I'm sick again. So yeah. apologies if you hear anything
0: gross. Potentially new infection. But, you know, kids are, what did we call them?
1: Uh, I think Logan, Logan mentioned that them. they were little typhoid Marys.
0: Little typhoid Marys, that's it. And
1: then I took it and I was like, that's perfect.
0: Yes. So, we're still here. We're still excited to talk about Dragon Age. And we've got a really cool episode, guys. We're going to talk about being an apostate. And we've got some really cool suggestions. we got uh, a couple of quick suggestions for the Codex and the... Uh, and our distant verses, so we're gonna get right into it. We got some cool stuff to get to. Uh, we're gonna be doing a bit more of a lore heavy episode today, so if you're if you're familiar with Dragon Age lore, that's great. You guys can probably follow along with this just fine, and if not, then uh hopefully we'll, we'll illuminate one of the more interesting aspects of the Dragon Age universe. one of the things that makes it a bit more unique from the other fantasy settings. mm-hmm so. Without further ado, we'll go ahead and see what's new this week in. Oh, wait, no, I don't have anything. That's right.
1: There is <laughs> nothing, nothing new in Thetis.
0: Nothing's new in Thetis. Nothing happened. Everything's great. Everything's great. In Thetis.
1: Everything All is the super time. great.
0: Nothing All bad ever happens.
1: This is not a dark fantasy.
0: Nobody's a jerk to anyone beautiful There were unicorns Mm, There were unicorns and uh I guess that would be
1: something that happened in Theta so maybe it didn't happen
0: you know what it was more it was Griffins let's move on who missed the Griffins so uh I guess instead of talking about Griffins we're gonna consult the Codex or something
1: yeah I guess
0: you can ask me questions if you like I'm not sure why you'd want to but oh good thank you I'm going to regret this aren't I Welcome to the Codex. We've got uh, only one question this week, but it is a good one. It is, it is one that we've been thinking about, and possibly we'll probably bring it up again when we talk about uh, house rules or uh, about uh, a sister game called Fantasy Age. But um,
1: and I really like this question. It is it's a good, a good one.
0: one. It is a good one. Uh, so Percival on the Green run forums had a question for us, is asking what we thought of the common house rule that links mana points to the willpower stat rather than the magic stat. I understand that the fantasy age system works this way, and it also relates better to the video game. It seems to be one of the most widely used and common and uh, recommended house rules, and it is important to decide upon straight away as it affects character generation. Its aim is, of course, to make magic stat less wholly dominant for mages. I end,
1: quote. Inter-
0: mm, end quote. Sorry, I didn't realize you were still quoting. <laughs> That's okay, uh, but end quote. It's it's a good suggestion. It is a very common house rule, in uh, because in. Uh, when we, when the when green Ronin made the fantasy age system they took the dragon age system which was which had plenty of good parts and they decided to do a bit of tinkering and they made some of the classes uh require more stats
1: a little bit less of the uh one hit mm-hmm. wonders
0: right so warriors who warriors would no longer be able to pour everything into strength and be good, and just be good at and devastating in mm-hmm. melee and mages can't just pour everything into magic and just mm-hmm. be good mages which would just be it'd just be way powerful mages. They had to spread it out a little bit to give you a bit more uh, decision making.
1: Yeah. Now I'm still gonna hold that anybody who doesn't play with loaded dice should still be bumping willpower because yes, bad things will happen. But there are plenty of people who do not and who like to ignore willpower so that they can just bump magic and then throw a bunch of blood around and do what they do. And that is one reason why I really do like this house rule.
0: It is a good one. I'm uh, glad
1: that we're not using it right this minute simply mm-hmm. because I don't want to have to revamp my character.
0: Right. It's definitely not something to introduce it later into a game. Yeah, it's when something you're, you'd want when to... you're
1: 16 levels in, you may not right. want to switch
0: things up. Might be a bit too deep. Yes.
1: But when you're starting out, I think that's a brilliant, brilliant Definitely, idea. yeah.
0: Fantasy Age, um, of course, they do away with magic. Magic is not a stat. Instead, what they have are uh, intellect. They have an intellect because they also kind of they kind of take the magic stat and the cunning stat and they smush them together into a stat called intellect, which is what you use for spellcasting.
1: How smart you are.
0: That mm-hmm. determines how good you are with you, uh, how smart you are, and how good you are at summoning arcane forces, uh, or divine forces, depending. You know, the Fantasy Age makes no assumptions about where your magic comes from. But um, they they use willpower for determining how much mana you get and for how powerful your spells are. You use mana, you use willpower instead of your intellect for determining what your spell power is, um, and for determining things like how long the spell lasts or mm-hmm. how many targets you can affect. Instead of using magic, they use willpower and intellect. So it spread things out a little bit so that mages so that mages wouldn't have wouldn't just pour everything into one stat. And just be, you know, one hit wonders with those with those magic stats. Yeah.
1: And honestly, in Dragon Age, your mage will eventually be glad that they put the points in.
0: Correct, they will.
1: Unless they have way better luck than me, which really isn't that hard.
0: Mm, you know, dice are not always kind to us yeah. at but, our table. Yeah.
1: Short answer: Yes, uh, we really do like that house rule and think that it's a very smart one to have in play.
0: Yes, we recommend uh, taking a look at it and considering it when you are running a game. Uh, it is a good house rule, but definitely put that fr- put that forward put that foot forward before the campaign starts, yeah. especially when you're not 16 levels in like we are.
1: Yeah, it'd be a little bit tough to switch now.
0: Yeah, it'd be a bit tough. Because your magic, you've been booting, because you've been powering through that magic, but I well, would do you okay. Better. I've still got a five willpower, correct? It'd be all right. It just it's, yeah,
1: it'd be We'd, a little bit.
0: It'd be unfair. a lot of it'd be a lot of recalculating. Yeah, which we don't really need. So, uh, thank you, Parsifal. Thank you for the lovely question. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and uh, open our books to the dissonant verses. Do you ever wonder what lies at the edges of the map, past the seas? No. I think we have enough to worry about on this continent. Of course, but... <sighs> so, we've got a really... We've got a good one for this week. For those of you who like to craft things... Uh, oh, man. This yes. is something
1: that I think uh, a lot of people at our table have mm-hmm. been really missing.
0: They would probably like it. Um, but, um, but we like this. We do like this. Is if you'd like to have crafting, if you'd like to take the plunge... Um, of course there's already poison making and there's trap making, but if you're missing that herbalism or you want to make some armor or you want to make some weapons for a member who I have not seen around, uh, grand magic 13, mm-hmm. uh, who I unfortunately always read as grandma and then add the Jig 13 for a, sec- uh, a second later.
1: I still don't know how you're doing that.
0: I don't know. Just, I get the name. I know. <laughs> What if somebody yeah.
1: makes fun of the name now because you did
0: that? Oh, dear. I apologize, Grand Magic 13. You've made super cool stuff you don't deserve to have your name made fun of because you made crafting stuff. Grand Magic 13 made talents for us. And they're crafting talents. We like them. And yeah. So, um, the, they made an alchemy talent, which basically does herbalism, lets you make potions and salves and, other th- and oils and things like that. Uh, they made, let's see, Grand Magic made uh, three talents for crafting uh, blacksmithing, Woodworking uh, leather and leatherworking, leather working, correct? Yes, thank you. Which lets you, which will let you make weapons and armor. And uh, they also, they also snuck in there along with the tables, uh, and tables, and tables of things that you can craft, and how much money it costs, how much time it takes, and even mm-hmm. the ingredients necessary to collect to make certain potions and things. They also included a specialization for Sarabas.
1: Now mm-hmm. That that is a cool thing to have. Mm-hmm.
0: So if you really if you like to play the uh, the bound mages from uh, from the Kunari lands, you which can we'll certainly...
1: be talking about a little bit here in a bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah,
0: I guess the, I guess the, yeah, it does it does kind of match it does match. Mm-hmm. But um, so if you want to craft stuff, or you want to play a Sarabas, or play a Sarabas to craft stuff, that, that it could be good.
1: a crafting Sarabas.
0: That could be an interesting character concept, actually. I like it. Yeah, I have to consider that. But um, if you like those things magic has uh, has got some stuff for you we'll be posting a link to uh, grand magic's Dropbox uh, and to the thread that where these things are being discussed and so you guys can follow along you folks can follow along uh, if you use follow our blog wonder's the podcast. and you go to yeah. this entry for episode 8 you can find the link for it and you can go to it and we'll also be putting it in the resources for your game tab on our website one podcast. We've got more stuff for you guys coming down the pipeline we really we got we got uh, dragon Age players GMs or, oh we're, I'm kind of quickly finding that a lot of them are like junior game designers everybody makes stuff for Dragon Age and it's super cool we're never gonna run into stuff we're talking about for dissonant versus we've got our own stuff we're still not talking about that we've snuck in, that we've snuck into some places and we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about stuff later but uh, we should get to the main topic for today yes because it's a good one We're going to be talking about apostasy, being an apostate. Uh, This is the main topic for today. Is it fate or chance? I can never decide. So you're an apostate. Turn to pages 13 and 14. It kind of goes across two pages. About uh, to learn about the background of apostate. We're talking about uh, this is we're talking about a background. We're going to be getting a little bit more into the lore, a little bit into the crunch, but we're going to talk about what it means to be an illegal mage. So that I was going to ask, I was going to you know ask the room what's an apostate, but I kind of answered the question.
1: Yeah, well, I yeah. would say that the easiest way to sort of identify an apostate specifically in this game, in this setting. You know, there are mages of many different types. If you are a mage that cannot use your magic without having trouble or getting arrested or Mm -hmm. something like that, you technically qualify as an apostate. And before the game was completed, this was pretty much the only way to play Mm -hmm. a non-circle mage. Yes. Now that the game is completed, if you are, for example, a Dalish mage or a Kunari mage, a Sarabas... Then, or uh, Mm Talvashoth, then you can take...
0: Did you say the escaped elf and slave part? Oh, not yet. Yes. We're getting there. Okay.
1: (laughs) The, uh, you can take the Dalish Elf and the Talvashoth backgrounds, and, uh, those will work pretty well for you. They allow Mm -hmm. for any type of... Yes. Any of the three classes, so... Mm -hmm. You still will be an apostate as regards much of the lore
0: and the fluff that we're talking about. Mm
1: -hmm. It will still apply to you. But you will be using technically a different background, crunch-wise.
0: Yes. Um, You could also probably use the Telvashoth one, I guess. If you wanted to, you could use Shoth for Circle Mage, maybe. I mean, Yeah, I guess you could. You'd probably need a different background table and GM Pride to make a little something for you. And
1: uh, the one other class Mm -hmm. that really he was just talking about a little bit a background that makes you an apostate that has its own sort of background itself Mm -hmm. would be the uh, escaped alvin slave from Deventer. Yes. It is possible to be an escaped mage, which means that, you know, it doesn't matter how bad your life was in Deventer, if you're cast in magic and you're... uh, Somewhere in not Tevinter, chances are you need to stop doing that according to the Chantry. So you would still also qualify for all the things we're about to talk about.
0: This is the circle of trust. You will notice you are outside of it.
1: That is more or less the entire experience Mm -hmm. of non-circle mages.
0: So the apostate is a dangerous but an exciting background. This background fits the rebel mage, the hedge mystics, the mages raised away from a Chantry, a circle of magi, mages in non-Andrastian cultures, or any other mage that is not in a circle. What apostate means may change from culture to culture. Uh, in Andrastian lands, it represents illegal mages outside of a circle tower. In non andrastian lands, it's a bit more of a broad background. Uh, in Tevinter, this background can represent mages who live outside the Tevinter class structure. They would potentially, they could potentially, you know, be an Altus or a Layton, but they're but maybe they live on the fringes of society, so they'd probably take the apostate background. Um, although it not, doesn't necessarily mean that you're an illegal mage, mm. but at the same time, it kind of does because I yeah. think. Most of the mages in Tevitra are still part of the circle, but uh, in Ravane you might be one of the Ravaini seers, and you've never met an Andrastian before. In most cases, the apostate is an outcast, someone who cannot easily exist within the larger Thedosian society because of a talent that they were born with. And um, and we'll reiterate that this background is specifically for representing human and non Dalish elf apostates, so likely city elf apostates.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, big, important warning that we've talked about with apostasy before mm-hmm. if you don't like having role play constraints on your character and uh you're planning on playing an apostate in dragon age setting you may want to reconsider because of all the backgrounds this is probably the one that is going to have the strongest role play restrictions in the game
0: hmm. not that there's like things you literally cannot do but if there are things that if you do them
1: depends on how much freedom you like to have
0: exactly like, yes you know. How much you like being thrown in, uh, thrown in a circle by Templars?
1: Yeah, I don't like it much. Mm-hmm. So not much um, people do. That has made it difficult for me.
0: Mm-hmm. That has made it difficult to, en- to enjoy the apostasy. But um, so uh, you Just will be have aware. to. Yeah, it's worth reiterating because you're an apostate, you're an illegal mage. You will have constraints that other characters are not going to have. This is like one, like the think... Maybe I mean, the, we're this this morning is probably going to also serve for Dalish mages. I just uh, assume, yeah, because they say most mm. of
1: the fluff applies to everybody. Right.
0: So I mean, picking the apostate background, it's going to be very obvious. But if you're, if you, even if you're, if you're still technically an apostate, you should still listen because being an apostate means you're an illegal mage. If you start using your magic uh, around town in the public, um, and the Templars catch wind of you, they're going to try and drag you back into a, into a circle of magi.
1: They're not going to ask if you took mm-hmm. the Dalish background
0: first. By Chantry Law, let's see, because you are outside of the circle, you are breaking Chantry Law, uh, and frivolous and unconscious use of your powers can cause extra complications for you and your party.
1: Again, getting thrown in the circle, getting mortalized. Yes. So Possibilities really aren't endless, but they're all bad, so you should probably pay attention.
0: <laughs> fair warning, fair warning, don't be crazy with your magic. So Or um, do, and
1: don't expect to live very long. Correct,
0: yes. So, um, as, an, as just potential examples, we're going to mention there are a couple people who, who we from like the video games and from the books who we suspect probably have a back have this background. Um, Solus from Dragon Age Inquisition likely took this background.
1: Uh, Dalish, though.
0: Well, he's te- he says he's not Dalish. Oh yeah, that's right. He, he even keeps trying to be nice to the Dalish folks, and they keep running him off because he does all that spirit magic.
1: Yeah, you know what is the deal? There's nothing wrong <laughs> with spirit magic.
0: Spirits are spooky. <sighs> Whatever. Morgan from Dragon Age Origins definitely took the apostate background. She, she is
1: the apostate background. She
0: she is the apostate background, you're right. Uh, if you were if your hawk in Dragon Age two was a mage, uh and likely and uh, just as in in the same vein, your sister Bethany, if she survived the uh Well either well, way. I guess whether she survived or not. Um your sister Bethany or your hawk if their your hawk is a mage would take in the apostate backgrounds. Um mm-hmm. Let's see, Connor, Arl Eamon's son, probably would have taken the apostate background. He's not in that circle. Um, well, I think depending on what you do... Right. It's true. You can have him sent to the circle. There's Dragon Age Origins has a lot of cool stuff in it. You should go. Mm-hmm. You have to go play it. And I wrote down Flemeth with a question mark. I
1: don't I don't feel like Flemeth really is going to have any PC backgrounds. I feel like Flemeth yeah. is just a Flemeth is a Flemeth. Flemeth
0: just does her own thing. She's she, the... she
1: took the Flemeth background? <laughs>
0: Flemeth is... is It lets you turn
1: into a dragon.
0: Flemeth is the Baba Yaga of Dragon Age.
1: She really really is.
0: She just kind of does whatever she wants and laughs really loudly at everybody.
1: No? Stuff's funny.
0: Stuff's funny. All those things that you guys are doing are pretty funny. So, um, a little bit of crunch. Uh, What do you get for taking the apostate background?
1: And this is specifically the background.
0: Yeah, specifically the background. Specifically the background of apostate for being a human or a city elf apostate. Uh, you get a plus one to your willpower, because life ain't easy for you.
1: And uh, you have not had as much training, but you had best be ab- able to uh, fend off possession, because
0: mm-hmm. you probably don't have it's any coming way. for you. You might not have a lot of folks who are willing to teach you how it works.
1: So just have strength of will. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, having a strength of will is going to help you get by. Let's see, and uh, afterwards pick. would be you get uh, the choice of one of the following ability focuses. Cunning natural lore or willpower self-discipline?
1: Can I make a recommendation?
0: Go ahead.
1: Self-discipline is the one that keeps you from getting possessed. Mm-hmm. And chances are, if you're a natural lore kind of person... I mean, you could do that, I guess, if you were like a, uh, mm. a chastened... Uh, Cunning or...
0: natural lore kind of really works for like uh, folks who live on the fringes of society who live in like tribal yeah. cultures, like the chastened or yeah. live in, uh, the avar.
1: But uh, well, if you're looking for the mechanically more powerful choice... Willpower, self-discipline is what's going to keep you alive longer.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Willpower, self-discipline. Unless and you're you... eating
1: every plant you come across, and then I really can't promise anything
0: <laughs> for you. Then you probably should take that kind cunning of will, cunning natural lore one, and tell us uh, and or make or sure Or stop you're... eating every plant. You or come stop across. eating every plant you come across, which I, I guess you could do. If you're boring, <laughs> eat everything. If video games have taught me every it taught me anything. Is that plant over there? Is elf fruit? I'm going to go get it.
1: You realize that we live in an area that is rife with poison ivy.
0: Well, we do, but not the not Thedas. You don't know that. What's next? <laughs> next is you get to <laughs> choose with, choose whether your character is a human or an elf. Uh, you can read and speak the trade tongue. You only understand the common the common trade tongue. Probably because you don't have that much time to study a lot of language. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, you can of course take the mage class. You can only take the mage class, obviously, because you're an apostate.
1: You know, and I could totally see. If you were, say, an apostate that grew up in Antiva or Orlais, mm-hmm. I could definitely see a GM allowing you to know Orlesian or Antivan. Yeah, definitely. Because it makes a whole lot of sense if you grow mm-hmm. up somewhere that you yeah. might know how to speak the language. Feel free to
0: talk to your GM about that. Yeah.
1: Then that, that's very not at all game-breaking. That's nah. just very appropriate. So. Yeah, it makes sense. I'd, I'd, I'd let you do it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. But, uh, let's see, then... Uh, of course, then you'll roll twice on the apostate table. Uh, you have two apostate tables, depending on whether you are an elf or a human. Uh, both of those are on the top left corner of page fourteen, uh, and you roll twice. And you can let's see. Uh, so let's let's talk a bit more about what what uh, about apostasy in Dragon Age in the Dragon Age universe, um, and a little bit in the real world. Um, I uh, the real the real world definition of apostate is somebody who was part of somebody who was part of a church and mm-hmm. fled that church. Yep. Like, uh, like somebody who was actually like a brother or a sister or like a cleric or, uh, somebody who was actually had like a rank in that church and left. It kind of matches in Dragon Age because, um, You have a rank in the church whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not because you can throw fire out of your fingertips. You're a mage.
1: Yes. And, as you may well know if you know anything about Thetis, in most parts of Thetis being a member of the, like, Believing in the Maker is not so much a choice,
0: not always, as it is a thing that you will do. In uh, most places in Thetis, that is the that is uh, predominant religion. Religious institution is the Chantry, especially since the old gods are just kind of went out of style. It's just not so great Not Such a great there's idea all kinds anymore.
1: of bad things going on there. There's a
0: lot of weird stuff going on there. But um, so you're so you're an illegal mage. What that means is that. Um, talk a
1: little bit about this
0: right um, the the it is chantry law that if a child is found to have magical talent they are supposed to be taken to the circle of Magi um, that uh, so that is that is what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. if your child that's your child is just taken straight from the, the child is taken straight out of their home yep um, they may be allowed to take one thing with them yep if, if the if the people who are bringing them are, are kind and in most cases it's usually uh, just a group of Templars will come to come to that little farmhouse, march up and just demand the child come with them. Yep. It is usually not not always very kind. It sometimes it is, uh like Anders was allowed to take uh was allowed to take one thing and he took a pillow that was embroidered by his mother. Oh. That was the only thing he was allowed to bring with him. Speaking of apostates, uh maybe as of Dragon Age two, Anders might have taken the apostate background or at uh. Maybe ask the I don't GM. know. I
1: feel like because he was originally a circle mage, yeah.
0: just a like an eight-time escapee.
1: Yeah, he's just he's a circle mage, but he's still <laughs> he doesn't get the benefit of being a circle mage, which is getting to do magic in public. Yeah, until he you know right. gray
0: wardens or whatever. Until he gray wardens, and then it, and then it all just kind of works out. And then in Dragon Age Two, things get weirder. Yeah.
1: Once you're a gray yeah. warden, you can do pretty much whatever you want.
0: <laughs> kind of yeah. Kind of, yeah. You're not long for this world. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about the Grey Wardens in a later episode. We'll give a whole episode to them because they're very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But... So uh, there could be dozens of reasons why you don't go to the Circle of Magi. It could be this, like, you were born in a culture that doesn't that doesn't practice Andraestianism, or you could be just born really far away from a Circle of Magi, and the Templars just haven't taken notice of you, or your parents just, or uh, your parents, it could, hate be, you? it could be your parents are hiding you and your talents, or the your parents are instructing you to hide your talents, especially if one of your parents is also an apostate.
1: Yeah, that would do it.
0: Like in the case of the Hawk family. Uh, if your hawk is a mage, then they would have received coaching from their, from their also apostate daddy.
1: Yep. And there are definitely lots of different sort of leadership roles in different cultures mm. that involve being a mage and not in a mm. circle. Yes. If you're like avar, you know, you end up being a shaman. Mm-hmm. If you're a hedge mage, you can...
0: Definitely. Provide it's,
1: for your, hopefully, mm.
0: boondocks. Yeah. <laughs> In, uh, yeah, in sp- especially in sm- those smaller communities that are away from Chantry Eyes. It is uncommon, but definitely not unheard of, for uh, hedge mages to live openly. And those of you who have played the Amber Rage, you have probably met one by now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm, they use their talents to heal their heal their, their communities, provide defenses, uh, provide arcane knowledge that <coughs> normal people simply wouldn't have access to. Um, and, of course, apostate can also be used to represent uh, mages in cultures that simply aren't Andrastian, like the Avar. Uh, if you are an Avar apostate, you are likely one of their shamans, and you um, you all you are kind of taught to have an innate understanding that uh, spirits are everywhere, and they have they kind of like they subscribe to the belief that um, any any rock that you pass, any blade of grass, any tree, any animal could have a spirit attached to it. There could be any spirit who is watching. So the Avar understand that, especially their their. Their shamans understand that those spirits need to be respected. Nature needs to be given a lot of respect. And they're also really good at using spirit magic and even kind of helping manifest spirits in the physical world. If your apostate comes from Ravain, you may be one of the famed remaining seers who are mages who live out in the open and they uh, guide their communities with unique magical perspectives. Uh, I usually kind of see them like the Romani fortune tellers. Mm-hmm. That us see, and they they have a surprising amount of freedom compared to most Andrastian lands, especially considering that Andrastianism is really just not popular in Ravain. Mm-hmm. The the Kun is, but... Keen. The Keen. But the Ravaini just kind of, the Ravaini have always kind of done their own thing. The Ravani seers has just kind of always been around. And so very little has been done to, be able to silence them. Uh, if your apostate lives among the chastened, you fulfill a role very much like the Avar Shaman, but with different particulars. You're still kind of like a, uh, a healer and, a, let's say, and, and um, a consultant for the for the magical. But um, chasing shamans work a bit more like folk healers, using herbalism and magic to support their communities. Living in the Grigori Wilds means that they understand poisons. They understand the dangers of reaching out to spirits in the Grigori Wild, as opposed to reaching out to the spirits, perhaps, in kinder lands. And they know the to fear the witches of the wilds. Hm.
1: Don't cross Flemets. No. Just a good lesson mm-hmm. for everyone.
0: Chasen shamans are uh, usually a bit more secretive, uh, unless you're playing the Amber Rage. And, and they're not very secretive. They're very kind and kind of help hedge mages who are living outside of the chastened and living with Fereldans, which is interesting.
1: Hey, you know what? They kept me from uh, some really, really bad stuff, so I really have no complaints.
0: It's true. It worked out for everybody. So, uh, most apostates are going to be humans. Um just, um, what's the word, uh, demographically, but elven apostates typically have a very, very rough lot.
1: Actually, you can pretty much t- say something to the effect of, most blank are human, but elven blank <laughs> typically have a rougher lot. But
0: the elves have it worse.
1: If you're an elf, it's worse.
0: <laughs> Sorry about you. Uh-huh. So you're probably going to come from an alien age, most likely. Um, you're probably going to come, be a city elf apostate. Um, you're, you're born into bad circumstances already, and um as as Devin's by Dragon Age, you can be an elven mage, so sometimes alienages do give their mage children to the circle of to the circle of mage because they they really don't want any trouble
1: yeah and in fact, you getting away from that mm-hmm. as a city elf is pretty impressive it is that's not an easy feat
0: that's because you took that willpower self discipline focus.
1: Yeah, you're you, uh, you, you know, not getting caught or mm-hmm. otherwise getting out, I suppose.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably got a community who would really love your magical talents to stick around.
1: Yeah, that could be a large part of it, in fact. Mm-hmm. You could have an alienage that desperately needs your abilities
0: mm-hmm. because
1: nobody else is going to take care of them.
0: Right. Uh, racial prejudice against elves means that elven apostates are likely to be treated even more harshly when they're captured by <laughs> the Templars. So, elven apostates should tread lightly.
1: Again, means Elvin Blank are likely to be treated more harshly than captured by Blank. <laughs> yeah. So Elvin Blank should tread lightly.
0: Elvin Blank should not do Blank because they will get punched harder than human Blank. In the Blank. In
1: the. Did you say? Uh
0: huh. Oh, and let's see. If you're uh, actually part of, let's see, my, I wrote that down. We kind of already talked about it, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll scooch on. Um, so a couple questions to ask about your character. a uh, couple Questions to ask about your character is how does your character learn to harness their power? Because the background kind of assumes that you're an adult already, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. It can. And
1: one would hope, if you're going to actually try to do something in combat, that you kind of know how to make your magic work. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're playing a very interesting character, but one mm-hmm. that may not live very long
0: again. Right. Can tell a very interesting story. Um, but uh, some things to know about your apostate is, uh, some things that can really form what kind of a apostate they become is, did they have anyone to teach them how to use their magic? This is kind of a given if you are born into a magical tradition like the Avar shamans, the Jason shamans, the Ravani seers. Uh, if you're born into that, you're probably going to have somebody who's going to take you as an apprentice. But if you're just, you know, a farm kid who suddenly, you know, set the barn on fire by accident, <laughs> unless your dad was also setting barns on fire by accident when he was your age, you probably don't have anybody to show you how to how to, how to work with this.
1: Yeah, you probably have to teach yourself. Mm-hmm which means that you may have a few differences in the way you cast magic and the way others cast magic.
0: Mm-hmm. It could be. could seem as less refined to a circle mage. The circle mm-hmm. mages get that uh, lovely boost in magic. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, and a, We're going to talk a bit, little bit about crunch. Uh, some ways to, on the character sheet, represent the fact that you're an apostate. Uh, we'll start with focuses. Focuses that apostates, uh, most, uh, most, uh, most the, some of the most common ones that apostates are going to take. Um, given the most, of, that a lot of apostates live in the wilderness and in less civilized areas, uh, or even in just, even in slums, it can still help you. Um, mm-hmm. if you didn't take cunning natural lore, it comes well-recommended.
1: Basically, whichever one of the, uh, whichever one of the ability focuses you didn't take as a freebie, you probably want to pick up pretty soon.
0: Probably. Uh, speaking of one of those freebies, willpower, self-discipline. Do My it. God. Just Get do it. it. Just do it. Get it. It's gonna save your life. Especially once you start getting past level five and start casting bigger spells, and well, you don't even need to be past level five to be casting big spells.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You could really try and do it, I guess, at level one if you.
0: <laughs> if you had really wanted to, and to... if your GM lets you.
1: If if you really were just tired of being <laughs> alive, I guess.
0: <laughs> you know this whole not being possessed thing kind of. Target
1: stinks. number twenty-one. Here we go. I can do it.
0: Inferno. Abomination. Uh, many apostates will take focuses that aid in wilderness survival, uh, things like perception tracking, cunning navigation, or even cunning poison lore, in, like in the cases of the chasens. Yeah, especially if you're chasing, chasing yeah. poison lore. Uh, dexterity, stealth, and communication de- uh, deception are definitely going to help those who have to talk to the Templars every now and then, just going to have to duck underneath them or mm-hmm. say, nothing, nothing's here, no, everything's fine, we're all fine here now, thank you. How are, How are you? you?
1: And uh, communication persuasion can also be very helpful in that regard.
0: It has been proven. In my, I, at, I my it. at my table. At my table. Quite a few times. Hit me. Mm-hmm. In my dreams, I have the persuasion focus. Hit me.
1: Hit me, I did it.
0: Uh, most often, apostates are going to take focuses that reflect their culture. Uh, avar are probably going to take strength focuses like climbing or might, uh, magic spirit or constitution stamina to fight the bitter mountain cold. Let's see, chasing shamans are probably also going to take constitution stamina to resist poisons and diseases from the marshes of the Kokori Wilds. Uh, in the same vein, they likely take constitution swimming. And Ravani's uh, because they live out in the open, might be a bit more cosmopolitan. They might take more communication focuses to make good impressions and to ensure that they are paid for their work, for mm-hmm. their divinations.
1: And uh, oftentimes they are, you know, they're paid for that job in particular, and so they may take, uh, aren't there, I can't remember the name of it, the one that gets you money that I'm clearly not going to be doing anytime soon
0: uh the communication spell? communication bargaining bargaining that's bargaining the one. yeah
1: i don't do much of that mm,
0: that's about communication gambling probably get you money
1: <laughs>
0: that'd be interesting. spend money to make money
1: not many apostate gamblers perhaps
0: probably not that sounds like it's a fun... gambling with
1: your life every day
0: <laughs> that sounds like a, a really dang cool concept though
1: yeah actually
0: <laughs> an apostate an apostate gambling rat so um talents let's talk about talents Apostate healers are probably going to take the take the chirurgy talent for free uh, from their first mage level. Chirurgy is really cool. Chirurgy a pretty good one, and honestly, if you especially if you come from magical traditions, chirurgy probably a good idea. You because people are probably honestly going to be coming to the healer to get healing. They're just going to call you the healer, whether or not you are the healer. You
1: know, it's funny. I don't actually have chirurgy.
0: No, eh? I thought you did. I thought you took the first talent, uh-uh. the first degree. I got
1: lore.
0: Okay, I thought you took it later. Maybe I'm crazy. Might I think it's. I think it's just. I still like you. <laughs> well, thank you. I bet, uh, I think Callion's the one who took it. Yeah, she did. She did. That's she's the one who did it. Um, apostates who benefit from an education—if you had a mentor—sometimes uh, will usually take lore or linguistics. Uh, apostates who have a cruel streak, especially ones who live in the wilderness, uh, might take poison making. Uh, The spirit magic talent may be more common among apostates because they have less institutionalized fear of spirits and may be more in tune with the Fade.
1: Uh, Now, this is for the apostate background. If you're Dalish, this is something we didn't find out until later, but Mm -hmm. uh, if you're Dalish, you don't do spirit magic because Mm -hmm. it's not something that... They uh, they also have, interestingly, an institutionalized fear of spirit magic.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And they shouldn't because it's excellent.
0: Yes, it's very nice. Let's see. Some apostates, like the witches of the wilds, uh, take entropy magic, entropy magic to place curses and hexes on trespassers. And naturally, apostates that are going to be practicing healing will probably want to take creation magic.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just good stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, so specializations. Apostates who regularly deal with spirits might end up taking that spirit healer specialization, especially yes. if they've you know got that chirurgy and that creation stuff, and they're they're working as the as like the the hedge mage healer. Spirit Spirit Healer is a really good way to go. It's nifty. Mm-hmm. It really fits the apostate. Uh, the witches of the wilds, including Morrigan and Flemeth, uh, will take the shapeshifter spec because it's a uh, it's a bit more of an esoteric art that you're really not going to learn in a chantry circle.
1: Yeah, no, chantry circles aren't going to teach you that. Yeah,
0: no, no. so, uh, sir. It's it's more it's it's obscure. So apostates are the ones who are most likely to learn yeah. how to do shapeshifting.
1: And there, of course, is the. Uh, One particular kind of specialization that apostates are usually assumed to be doing.
0: Yep. Whether or not you actually do it, you're... Everybody
1: thinks you're a blood mage.
0: Everyone thinks you're a blood mage. Uh, Some mages, blood mages, will get desperate. And uh, especially if they start getting cornered by the Templars, then they may think that that's their only option. And it's, it's a powerful option.
1: It is, but uh, if there is one type of character that's going to have an even harder time getting around than the apostate, Oof. it's the apostate who's using blood magic. Oh, yeah,
0: that's going to come as a The elder
1: apostate but... who's using blood oh, magic. Oh man. Because sorry, you're an elf.
0: Nothing's okay anymore.
1: Uh, so uh, those would definitely be specializations that you're going to see on apostates more mm-hmm. often than, or apostates, yeah, like more often than not.
0: That's yeah, definitely. A big thing. Um, so just some suggestions, uh, possible goals that apostates might have. Apostates typically exist outside of a so out of a set of uh, social circles, meaning that their goals will probably lean away from mundane things like like marriage or getting a nice house or have, starting a farm. Um, they'll usually end up being more esoteric things like um, master my spirit magic or uh, under or uh, start to understand the veil better. Yeah. Although, honestly,
1: mm. for an apostate who's known nothing but fear and mm-hmm. forced travel their whole life, a goal might actually be find a place where I can settle and actually uh-huh. have a home.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That could very well be a goal for an apostate.
0: Find that tiny village that has that uh, hedge mage application sitting on the board.
1: Yeah, I and mean, you take that thing off the board and start writing yep. up your uh, cover letter.
0: <laughs> if it's a chantry board, you might want to reconsider.
1: Yeah, that's a trap. That's probably
0: a trap. <laughs> that's a trap that I've ever Any,
1: any gentry board that says Hedge Mage Wanted, hedge you may want wanted. to walk away.
0: Hedge Mage Wanted. Well, yeah, they and sure are. Yeah, There's very a, much so. I see their mugshot on there.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> that's um, bad. Apostates that are from magical traditions are usually going to have goals that are tied <laughs> into that tradition, usually like climbing the ranks of it or learning special secrets that that tradition knows or maybe even getting specializations that that tradition has access to or succeeding your master's Things like that mm-hmm. um, apostates who uh, uh, your goal your apostate goal is probably also going to help you um, throw yourself into the adventuring career
1: yeah also I'm gonna bet you that if you're an apostate unless you've lived a particularly charmed life mm-hmm. if you're coming from this particular background, you've probably lost someone to something that wasn't entirely fair
0: mm-hmm. You've
1: probably had to deal with losing something dear to you in a way that was not particularly justified. And so getting revenge for a loved one,
0: Vengeance being goals. able to
1: protect what's yours, anything that involves gaining power so to either avenge a loss or prevent further losses, could probably be very popular for apostate
0: PCs. Probably. Might know a couple of apostates like that. Don't do blood magic, kids. Don't, don't do blood magic. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> don't you ruin this for the rest of us. <laughs> So, closing statements. Some closing things about the Apostates. Uh, This background has a lot of potential for really exciting storytelling and really cool stuff and a lot of danger.
1: And it can be a huge pain in the keister if you're in the middle of town and everybody else gets to fight, and you have to sit there and pretend that you actually meant to bring only a staff to a weapon fight. Eh. And no Eh. armor. Enjoy your lack of armor, Eh. because you're not going to be wearing rock armor around town.
0: Definitely not.
1: But... The uh, If you really are wanting to do something like this, I can tell you from experience, being able to even have that difficulty and try to work around it can be fun in and of itself.
0: It can be. You can tell some really cool stories of the apostates. Uh, being, uh, being an apostate is one of the more interesting things about being in a Dragon Age universe.
1: Yeah, it's a huge part yeah. of how magic is perceived and dealt mm-hmm. with in the communities.
0: Magic is scary. And, P- and they created the Circles of Magi in order to control the people. To not Maybe to, par- to control people who can use magic and to make sure that regular people don't get hurt.
1: You can't control me.
0: No. can't control me. I'm an apostate. I don't follow your rules.
1: I don't have to follow your stuff. I don't have to do what you tell me.
0: Yeah. So if you don't want to do what people tell you to, you should be an apostate. Yeah. Rebel against the machine. Fight the man. Fight the man. Fight the maker. Fight the maker. About the maker man and his it's... wife andraste yeah. poor andraste andraste got a bad, rap. Got a bad she's,
1: rap she's just she's just had a bad time of not mm-hmm. being anyway i'm not gonna get into that i love mm-hmm. andraste i feel like she got a raw deal
0: mm-hmm. there are some who whisper that she was a mage gasp those people are usually thrown out of the chantry rather quickly but no, you never know.
1: I think it's legit.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. I think she was probably totally a mage. Wouldn't be surprised. Maybe she was a
1: half elf too.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh man! Come at
1: me, Chantry. What are you gonna do? I said it.
0: <laughs> oh man! Oof. Before we get too heretical, we should probably end the episode.
1: Yeah, I suppose that is probably a good idea at this point. I mean, they're probably Templars are probably going to knock down the door pretty soon. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. You no guys nice. don't want to hear that. My untimely no.
1: demise is not going to be pleasant.
0: Yep. They're going to they're gonna know before we even post the episode on the on, on, yeah, you on know
1: labs. what I'm going to be hard to take down. I'm, I'm going to fight it.
0: Because you took that willpower self-discipline. Because
1: purpose. I took self-discipline.
0: Mm-hmm. See? Because I am a strong, independent apostate who don't need no Templars. Well, do you know an apostate that needs Templars? No. I don't either. But that means that they're all strong and independent.
1: They kind of have to be or they're dead.
0: It's true. You kind of have, yeah. It's a hard knock life. Yeah. For Mage.
1: <laughs> can Can we not make a little orphan Annie rendition <laughs> with, I mean. Well, little orphan Little Annie, orphan apostate.
0: Where a little orphan Annie can throw fireballs out of her fingertips. I think that'd be an awesome play.
1: Little orphan Annie, uh. Like trying to clean up the room and decides she really doesn't want to, and then instead bites her thumb and tries to like. Oh god! His... Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna end the episode.
0: We really did go too far. Oh no, we've gone too far, far too far into the into the dark magic. The old gods are whispering to us to end the episode. Okay, bye. We should we should go. Thank yeah. you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. We've got more stuff to talk about, more more fan things made, and it's it's we're gonna we got more stuff coming. So thank you mm-hmm. thank you for joining us. We hope you join us next time. You guys have uh, a lovely time, and this is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die.
1: And this is Jessica wishing you good heals and happy feels.
0: Thank and, you, guys. And uh,
1: try not to get sick.
0: Yeah, don't do that. I mean, if you're an apostate, then you probably got that chirurgy talent. That's going to help. Well, does it work in disease? Uh, well, I mean, you can use it to heal it.
1: You knew I should have but... taken that talent.
0: Maybe, you know. I'd... Yeah, you should do it. Take it. Well, Frigg. Take it. Fix all the things. Fix all the people. Happy heals. Well, good heels, happy heels. Yeah, that that one.
1: Some things, happy (laughs) and good and rhyming things about feeling good and doing good. There we go. Close enough. Do that. Okay.
0: Go home and do that. Bye now. Bye. Thank you. It's a mystery. Technological mystery. Techno
1: Box Mystery. Techno Box
0: Mystery would make an awesome band name.
1: Oh my God, yeah. My God. Techno Box Mysteries. Get on it.
0: <laughs> Should this be the post show? The pre post show? Dang it. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do?